Whether packing for a destination vacation or planning a staycation, Macy's has everything you need. Summer's almost here, and I'm so excited to take a trip with Bryn. We are planning it right now. We are heading to Macy's before we pack to grab new shoes we can wear all day with anything. I'm excited to lay in the sun with key pieces from Macy's, like my new Dolce Vita sandals and Levi's skirt. I am ready to relax and look and feel amazing. Oh, how good that sounds. Of course, I can't forget a new beach bag. I have been eyeing the collection of beach bags from Macy's, and I can't wait for you to see what I choose. Shop at Macy's.com slash own your style. Imagine the feeling of pulsing electric shocks. Sounds like a nightmare, right? While individual experiences may vary, it's how some people describe shingles. This painful blistering rash could interrupt your life for weeks. It could even force you to cancel social events or weekend plans. Over 99% of adults 50 years or older already carry the virus that causes shingles. One in three people will get it in their lifetime. Why wait? Ask your doctor or pharmacist about shingles today. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. So Puerto Rico is a beautiful place. It's a lush island. It's great for surfing. It's got a culture. Like you feel like you've really gone somewhere far And you don't need a passport, which honestly, I do really enjoy. It's a beautiful island. The people are amazing. The food is amazing. The water, the beaches, the vibe. It's a great place. It really is. In Puerto Rico, you'll taste the influence of Spanish, African, and native Taino traditions, sometimes all in the same dish. Puerto Rican chefs and restaurants put their passion into every bite. Puerto Rico is an excellent destination for food, which may not be a well-known fact. Whether it's a five-star restaurant or local favorite spot, no one does food like Puerto Rico. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. So I have an 11-year-old, and it has occurred to me something very, very sad. Now, I'm not a big reader. I think I was a big reader when I was a kid, or I was a reader. I mean, somehow I've read all the classics, and I'm sure I was being tested on them. And I don't think they had Cliff's Notes then, but yet they had them. But I, I just, that wasn't my gig. But, you know, my daughter doesn't love reading. She likes reading the graphic novels, which to me are comic strips, so I don't know if that's really absorbing. I do think that reading anything is reading, and I am not a big reader. I'm a big writer, so it's hard for me to talk about this, but I love that I've read Huckleberry Finn and all these books, and they'll make the kids read them, but there's just a disconnect in, um, you know, people really aren't reading, and what's crazy is that our kids are on their devices so much. Us too, by the way. We're on our devices so much that people are watching Instagram and TikTok and Googling and looking at information about people and watching YouTube. And that's the new television. So just, but it's such a different form, meaning we're just consuming this junk food all the time that matters, doesn't matter. Like there's a bomb somewhere, but you know, something happened with Cardi B, like everything's blended into one pot. It's not like when you used to sit down and you waited through commercials and you were chose to be on a news channel or you were watching one show and you watched the whole thing. You weren't sort of watching a show on a streamer that you know you could rewind in two seconds or watch again or it doesn't really matter or binge watch, watch 42 episodes at the same time, which is like eating a bag of Fritos. You don't even know what you ate. You're not even sure if you enjoyed it. You're just, you're rushing it. Then sometimes you slow it down by you pause, you stop, you go to the bathroom, you get a snack, you pause, you do repeat. It could take so long to get through an episode, which I like because that means we're not rushing through it, but who the hell cares? Because there's another show to go through and you forget the shows that you've already been interested in, which I've discussed before. I will sit down with Paul and be like, wait, what do we do now? What are we watching next? Like, and there are 40 things that you know you wanted to watch and you forget, is it a movie? Is it a documentary? But I'm, I'm, what's crazy too is that, you know, 
you want your kids to read, you know, sit down and read. It's almost like a punishment. Take, take an hour. I need you to read. In addition to homework, just, just, we don't need to be doing something, read. And my daughter's not really a device person compared to children. As a baby, I woke up my eyes bleeding at six o'clock with her when she was running around wishing she was a late sleeping baby and I didn't throw her in front of the TV. I did not use TV as a babysitter. Who the hell knows if it made a difference or not? You try to do everything right when they're kids and it probably all doesn't matter because many of the people who were thrown in front of television at, you know, three are now major award-winning directors. But I tried to do what I thought was right. I didn't play Beethoven in my stomach, but I did not. She wasn't overly stimulated by TV or after-school activities or anything. So she's not a really bad device kid. I know kids who have their phone every second, who have their device every second. It's frankly disgusting. It's not, it's just, you know it's wrong. You don't know why, you just know it's wrong. So you'll say to your kids, read. You know, you want them to read. Even if you're not reading, you want them to read. What's crazy is now, because they're always on their devices, dancing, making videos, TikToking, I guess social media, besides TikTok, my daughter's not, but other kids, Telling them, now you want to tell them to watch television because that's like the new reading. Sit, why, you know, why don't you sit down for an hour and watch television? Like they look at you like, you're what? Watch television? Like what if they just had to sit down and watch television? Not just like churning and burning and digesting some content. So the blanket statement is television is the new reading. That's certainly not great. Our guest today is Jack Riley, former DEA agent and one of Chicago's highest-ranking special agents. Lately, he has turned away from a life of fighting crime to writing crime. He is a top-rated author known for his book, Drug Warriors, detailing the 30-year hunt for the infamous criminal and drug lord El Chapo. I've seen him in documentaries and have been fascinated by his work for a long time. This is a unique one, and I can't wait for you to hear it. This is something that I just pushed for, knowing that many of you wouldn't even know his name, but what an interesting story and what a badass and what a fearless man. Grateful that you're here today. I wanted to know if, uh, if you were surprised to hear from me. Were you like, what the hell does she want to talk to me about? Absolutely. I, uh, I mentioned it to a couple people, and, and they said, this ought to be good. Let's see, see what she's got. Well, did you even know who I was? Yeah, absolutely. My, my wife knows who you are. Well, that's so, funny uh, because, yeah, because if not for her, I was wondering, and I looked up uh, if you were married, and then I thought, all right, we have a shot of him knowing why I'm asking him to do this. <laughs> um, and I wondered if you do any or a lot of podcasts at all. You know, I've done, I've done several. I still do quite a few uh documentaries and interviews from time to time about current stuff. And uh, they, uh, I just signed about two weeks ago uh, with a production company is going to try to make a movie from based off the book. So that's, that's pretty, that's pretty much what I've been up to. Okay. So uh, I love this show because there's such a wide variety of people that I interview and Sometimes I don't know who the people are. They're pitched to me and they've done amazing things in science or philanthropy and, uh, or entertainment. And sometimes it's just something that I'm really interested in that I mm -hmm. pitch and I never have any idea if I'll get the person or, you know, if it's the right fit. So this is something that I asked for. I wanted to interview you. Um, it's interesting. I recently uh, reconnected with my mother through my daughter after a long time and she told my fiance that, when I was a kid, I watched Scarface a thousand times. She said she was obsessed with this movie. We kept going to the video store to rent it. It's not a normal thing for a young girl to be wanting to watch. And, you know, having grown up at the racetrack with a bunch of unsavory, degenerate characters, maybe, I mean, not maybe, that was likely connected. So as an adult, I watch a lot. I like documentaries or something that's, you know, is telling a true story, not fiction or you know, related, sure. closely related to, 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 uh, to the true story. So that's how in watching a lot of these documentaries on, uh, cartels and the drug industry, I've seen you and a lot of them. And I was just interested because in watching the way so many different people work, and I'm sure you've seen so many different people and the way they operate, 
met, they're all not, most of them are not educated. And these are real businesses, like very serious, intricate businesses. And in many cases, brands. And so I'm curious first about that part of it. Like you're coming in and there must be a part of you that it is almost admires it or can't believe the operation and business they, they're running, you know, legal aside. Right. I mean, absolutely. If, uh, if you just look at Chapel Guzman, for instance, uh, I mean, the guy's a mass murderer in grand proportion, no doubt about it, but he's one hell of a corporate CEO for him to organize, insulate, uh, deal with the corruption issues, all of the security issues, keep, keep his uh, enemy at bay and then stay out of jail and make billions of dollars. It's amazing. And if we now look and we know more about his inner workings and he literally had a corporate structure, he had a security division. He had a personnel division, which actually took uh, uh, job applications from people that wanted to work on behalf. And mostly that was so if, if they cooperated with us, that they would kill the family, take all their money and all those other things. And then I think the thing he did that most surprised us was his business plan. And his business plan really revolved around the addiction habits uh, uh, in the U.S. Wow. So if, wow. You look back, if you look back into the 90s, when we really began seeing prescription drug abuse take off in this country, mm-hmm. and it was hitting you know, all walks of life, social, economic, didn't matter. Um, he saw it coming, uh, and prescription drugs in general are very expensive to get. At some point, your doctor is going to you know, stop prescribing. You can't steal them from your grandmother's medicine box as that runs out, and they're extremely expensive on the street. So his plan was slow down on the cocaine, begin uh, processing as much heroin as possible because it's an opioid. And he understood that once the prescription drug pipeline ran out, they were going to turn to high potent cheap heroin. And that's precisely what Sinaloa did under his direction. And you really think that was a plan, like a chess plan? You think that that was I mean, you have proof that that's been spoken about and really mapped out, charted. Yeah, it's interesting. And, And I'm often asked, well, Other than the personal thing I had with him, how do I know this? Well, much of what we know about him and his inner workings, both here domestically and overseas, are from wiretaps. So we listened to the bad guys tell us the story. We didn't make it up. Right. And there were, were, I mean, hours and hours of collections all over the world of him and his organization. And it was very clear that he did have a business plan. He uh, He had a CFO he had accountants, he had security people. There's just no way that he could have survived for 20 years on top like he did without this type of organization. So I always say, had he chosen the right line of work, that's what I want he to probably would have, been a, he would have been a CEO in a legitimate company. Well, that's what I want to know about society with people that are poor and underprivileged that go towards that route. If they were given an opportunity, you think he's just as intelligent to be running, uh, you know, a Fortune, five, you know, Forbes company? What is it? Fortune 500? Fortune? What am I saying? Fortune 500. There's no. Yeah, there's no question. Yeah, there's no question. I mean, and if you look at his upbringing, he came up in a place uh, in Mexico, which is desolate. It's kind of an, uh, a farming community when it is farming. But he grew up with traffickers. And there's a little bit different of his education because he learned how to smuggle before he learned how to traffic narcotics. And that's what made him so uh, able to move stuff across the border. We, we used to call him El Rapio because he could get a load of dope from the internal part of Mexico to LA, Chicago, New York in 24 hours. And that's what he was known for. So he truly was a smuggler and a logistics genius. So he's the person who's like not uh, he's doing distribution and marketing and operations. He's running several aspects of his business. I guess what I'm getting at is, is it harder to become a billionaire legally or illegally? I think over the long run, it's clearly illegally uh, to start where he started to be able to do what he did in the environment and with the government that he was dealing with. Um I think at one, just to show you, give you an example of the other thing he had to deal with. At one point, we're fairly sure that he had about 60 to $70 million a month going out for corruption at all levels of the Mexican government, from 
the military to the the police to possibly right up to the president president's office. So he was dealing with that and keeping it at bay. And one of the things I always point to is this guy survived three presidential trans uh, transitions, which is unheard of mm-hmm. for organized crime because usually they lose control, they lose their their vested interest in the people because they all change. But he didn't. He became stronger. So he was in everybody's pocket. Um, and that allowed him, I think, to successfully grow, uh, use the border more, use the military more in his behalf and made it harder for us to, to put the handcuffs on him. Mother's Day is May 12th and Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Macy's makes it easy for your little ones to buy a present for you for Mother's Day. Bryn loves to shop but sometimes has a hard time figuring out what to get me. I have confidence that Macy's Gift Finder will be a great guide for her. Something for everyone at every price point. Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas, it's so easy to shop. You can shop by price, category, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, and gifts for grandma. Plus, Macy's has top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid camera, and Samsung smart TV, the frame. Head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. I know. I mean, I guess we could say this about somebody who's in a straight corporation and greed, but there's so much more risk. I always think when I'm feeling very successful that the wolves are at the end of my bed and they're coming. I mean, these people think they're invincible. So why when there's so much risk, can you not stop the music because you literally can't get out? It's like a mafia. You just can't get out because you will get killed the way, the way that it's portrayed. Yeah, there, there's really, especially at guys at his level, there's really no way out. Uh, it is you're either going to die by a bullet from one of your rivals or, or I'm going to lock you up. But there's there's not a good ending. And I think it, the interesting thing about him is and I think you find this kind of interesting. It was never the money with him. It was always the power. Really? Uh, always having control of 
all of these people, all of this uh, vast area. You know, Sinaloa is a kind of a lawless part of Mexico, but it's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And he controlled it. Um, Everybody there was on the payroll, whether it was a guy sweeping the street or a commandante uh, from the local uh, headquarters uh, of the police. And that's what he truly liked. And I do think uh, he liked outsmarting us, uh, too. I think that was kind of a personal thing for him. Cat and mouse, like catch me if you can. Right. And And it looked like that. And, And fame. Yes, and fame. And at the end, he got crazy, and that's what got him caught. All right, so we're talking about you, though. So you, do you become obsessed with this? Is this just your job? Is this right or wrong? Is it personal? Um, and, you know, I, I, I watch a lot and read a lot about this. And, you know, they're the ones doing, you know, they're, they're, the, they're like the little creatures under your house that have their own program. You can't see them. So for you, it's so much harder. They're the ones on the run. Like, you don't even know where they're going. So now you've identified your target, but... They've got everybody, a lot of people aren't listening right. to you. No, Everyone's got their own shit going on. Not everyone is, is there for your plight and your obsession. So how do you capture a roach in Manhattan? Right, right. How? Well, for me, it, was, it came about a little bit different. I was put in charge of running our El Paso division, which is right along the border, and it covers about a third of the Mexican border. And at that time, Chapo had really emerged. And Juarez, which was literally right across uh, the border, was aflame. There were more people being killed in Juarez than in Baghdad or Afghanistan um, virtually every day. Um, And what happened for me personally is I gave an interview to uh, a newspaper. uh, And it come to find out that it was the sister city, sister paper of a paper in El Paso. Uh, but it was based in Juarez, and Chapo actually owned part of the newspaper, or his, or his people did. And basically what I said, uh, I was sent down here to kick Chapo's ass. That's the way I look at this, and I'm going to do everything I can to hurt his organization. Well, what happened then was the few Mexican counterparts that we were able to trust and work with called a couple of days later and said, look, they picked up a bunch of chatter that he just put a, a bounty on my head. So Jesus Christ. So that now, you know, it was me or him. And how old are you? uh, I I think I was 45, 46. Did you tell your wife? Not for a couple of years. And I didn't tell my boss in Washington because they would have moved me immediately. And I didn't want to leave my 300 people down there. And I wanted to kick this guy's ass. Um, so it, were you a badass in your life? Like, were you tough? Were you known as like a badass or just a nice guy? Yeah, I, 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 I was a street agent. I grew up doing undercover work and I just happened, um, uh, to hook up with the right agents as I, my career was progressing and I made it up to the number two position in the agency. But much of that, uh, was basically it, 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 in, in this job, much like the FBI and ATF, it's reputation. If, if you're known as a kick-ass, work, work-hard guy that makes large cases, those are the, those are the things that people will follow you, um, and people take notice, and U.S. attorneys take notice, and so do the bad guys, and that's kind of where this went. So were you scared? Oh, absolutely. There were times when, a couple times I was followed home, um, I, I wasn't sure if I was going to make it, um, you know, and it ended up. And I talk about it in the book, but it ended up being a pretty tough situation alone on a highway in New Mexico where I was two of his guys and myself. And, uh, you know, I had one pistol with me and it could have went bad. And I, you know, I was new to the area. I didn't even know where I was. So I couldn't even call for help. Um, oh my God. So, yeah, those things. Yes. But you know what it did is it strengthened my resolve. And, and I got to make it. You know, clearly, I didn't do anything by myself. No, I'm sure. Obviously. He's got an army. There's hun- hundreds of dedicated heroic cops and prosecutors and DEA agents and FBI. We all, but this was a rallying call for, for the agency. No, it sounds like you're organized. You're very organized and delegate and execute. And, you know, you have to pick a lane and a decision and go with it. So how do you do that? How do you organize that when everyone's scared and it's a moving target and it hasn't worked every time. And then you keep going. You have to get the trust of your superiors. So how does that whole thing go down? Well, you have to get the right people working for you. And in this particular case, uh, had we not gained some support of our law enforcement counterparts in Mexico, 
we wouldn't have been successful. Because up to that point, uh, we had a terrible relationship with them. If we supplied information to them, two things happened. They would compromise it, sell it, or they wouldn't do anything. So our relationships to be able to operate within Mexico uh, were hampered. Now, we do have agents full-time in Mexico, uh, and they can only do so much without the help of their counterparts. It's much, it's like that right, of course. all over the world. But our relationships were so bad. Um, it took us about 10 years to build them. And then we started working exclusively with the Mexican Marines, who are heroes in my book. Hmm. And they were, they were uncorruptible. Why? That's so interesting, because I'm thinking... Had it, you know, people in Mexico, the way it's portrayed is that everybody's on the take because they have such a terrible way of life. So why are they not on the take and why, why are they so, who, who's, who's directing them to be so moral? They're a very small entity within the military apparatus there, but we trained them. Our special forces trained them. DEA trained them. We vetted them. Um, so we had that bond. And at that point, you know, especially towards the end, Chapo had escaped twice, which was really a national embarrassment to them. So when I asked, when I was the second in charge at that point, and I asked uh, the ambassador for a meeting with the head of the federal police, um, we went down there and they said, look, we're going to give you anything you want. We got to get this guy out. We have to get his him out and the organization out. And uh, so that's kind of how it started. Um, but. It, it, you know, to be to be really serious about this, this is a once in a generation bad guy we were dealing with. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying there's not other cartel members or organized traditional organized crime people that are just as dangerous. But this was a guy that built his business and built it before anybody else could really compete. And that's why he was so entrenched. Um, and, I, and, and I really attribute I mean, he's a killer, but he, he's a smart son of a gun. Well, that's what you're saying. We're t- I talk about branding and business and infrastructure, and I'm thinking about your infrastructure because it's certainly, people would probably perceive that it's all muscle. You're on the ground with a bunch of military guys. I can't imagine what the preparation was and the organization, and you have to be surgical because you only get one shot, or you're going to s- screw it up, and then you can't get the chance again. Right. And, you know, the other thing is, too, and this is an important thing, we play by the rules, and we have a limited budget. That Right. Right. He makes up the he makes up the rules and he's got an unlimited budget. Right. So so those are really important things you have to work with. The reason we were successful is we stopped worrying about him. And we concentrated on the people around him, his doctors, his girlfriends, his cooks, all of those people who would let their guard down specifically throughout communications. So we were able to build a pattern of life much like what they did with Osama bin Laden. And we were able to kind of get an idea where he was, what he was doing, who was with him. If if this doctor was moving, then he was going to meet up with our guy, so we had to try to surveil and locate. I mean, we even came up with an idea that Chapo was having problems with the girls. He was a little impotent. Um, so he wanted to have a, a, a pump put in. So we got on the doctor's phone. Because we knew at some point they were going to rendezvous, mm. and it was an wow. opportune time. So we went to that extent. Um, well, that's what I call in business, find your way in. So for people listening who have small businesses, a lot of them, you were working with limited resources comparatively, as David and Goliath, but thinking smart and figuring it out and finding your way. You know, it's not always the obvious right. way. And so I find that so interesting. Yeah, I think that's why I wanted to speak to you, because it just seems like something insurmountable and very frustrating and you never even know if you're going to get there you could god forbid you could have died without doing it it would have been very very understandable and we've had a lot of agents die in the pursuit of people like this not to mention Mm -hmm. the literally thousands of innocent people in mexico that he's killed um so this whole and i think the other thing i attribute to him more than anybody is he understood from an organized crime point of view the role of violence he knew it was important to have the threat of violence against against your rivals, against law enforcement. But the one fundamental thing he never forgot was if you overdo it, it's bad for business. So too much violence is bad for business. Right. The government would then get serious. Yeah. You know, we when they killed our agent in Mexico in 1985, we shut down the border. Yeah. So commerce, commerce was affected, yeah. everything. Yeah. And he, he understood it. And I think that shows a good corporate leadership mind 
Let's flex our muscles, but let's not be stupid. Find where the line is. Yeah, it's going to hurt us in the in the uh, in our bottom line. So compare legal drugs in the United States to illegal, meaning I guess financially, but then ethically. Do you think if you saw that? You, I mean, yes, obviously do, the movie Dope Sick. Um, do you think that it's the same thing? They're effectively knowingly dealing drugs? Oh, there's no, there's no question about it. The other thing that DEA does is we regulate the legitimate pharmaceutical industry. And from bad doctors to bad pharmacists to big pharma, uh, the way they mishandle things. One of the things that frustrated me as the deputy director was we had a, uh, a, a diversion case where they would divert legal pharmaceuticals to the black market on a major company. And I wanted the CEOs indicted. Uh, I wanted I wanted to see those guys in their Brooks Brothers suits in the prison yard playing kickball with some real felons. But what happened was their relationship with Congress and all of the money that they supply in the lobby ring, we could not. Oh, my God, that's a shit we show. Could, They're bought, too. It's the same thing. Yeah, we could never get to them. So what did they do? Riley, we're going to give you what you want, but no one's going to jail, but they're going to pay you guys $150 million. That's like a one day's work for Chapo. Uh, and, and it's still going on today. And, and it, that's the one thing that just drove me crazy at the end, dealing with Congress. I'd have to testify. It was all political part. No one, I used to say, I'm not a politician, I'm a cop. And Obama put me in that job, even though I'm not really a Democrat, but they just kill you. And you see it today, and it, it really affects this country's uh, ability to fight this, this epidemic we're on now. Well, it's crazy because when Biden wanted to pull troops out and, and it costs so much money a day, the thing is, it's the cost of doing business. To keep the drug situation at bay, you have, it's like, I can't just right. not have insurance on my house. I can't right. just right. not have a fire alarm. You have to have it to keep your right. life moving. It's just, it's insurance. Right. So it's crazy because people feel like you can never, it's a treadmill. We're never going to quote unquote get there. You're just there you know, doing security at all times to make sure you're keeping the problem as at bay as possible. What is the worst drug you've ever seen, legal or illegal, and worst sort of drug crisis, worst moment in drugs that you've ever seen? I I, I think we're going through it now with fentanyl. Um, Fentanyl is a synthetic, it's a uh, uh, clandestine produced form of heroin. It's 40 to 50 times stronger than street level heroin. It can be absorbed through the skin or you can breathe it in. It's small, minute particles and you're dead. Uh, so we're seeing mass overdoses. The Mexicans now are producing fentanyl uh, and they're putting it in pill form. So people get on the Internet and they think they're getting, you know, five Oxycontins. They're getting a, a lethal dose of fentanyl. So we have about in this country around 200 people a day that are dying from drug addiction. And I just and this is consistent. I just don't understand why people don't stand up to this issue. Uh, There's so many political connections to it. You know, and the other thing with with DEA, we don't knock a door down and go in the basement and arrest a high school kid smoking with a bong. That's not what we do. We go after uh, organizations that are transcontinental, that affect uh, the security and safety of the United States. And we do it, we have about 70 offices around the world because we want to attack it at its origin. Right. Um, and that and that is something uh, I think that's one of the reasons we've been successful. We have the largest overseas presence of any U.S. law enforcement agency. Well, I had an experience knowing someone I did not know that they had a problem because they, they're very good um, hiders of that. And you later put all the pieces together. But I remember thinking, because it, it made my eyes open to this, I'm naive when it comes to to drugs. Uh, but when the pandemic started, I was thinking to myself, if you see people doctor shopping and they're dying, trying to get pills anywhere they can, and people are taking pills, are taking 50 to 100 pills a day, that's not even abnormal. Like they can't, they can't feed the beast. So then I thought in the pandemic, when they can't get to doctors or they can't get anywhere, they're trying online. They're gonna are they walking into the streets or are they like what's hap- what happened during the pandemic that changed in this industry with addicts and drugs? The desperation must have been through the roof. I, I think it was desperation, but I also think it goes to the existing addictions prior to the pandemic. 
and the way that society and everybody else kind of shut down there for almost a year. Now, well, guess who didn't shut down? Guys like Chapo Guzman didn't shut down. Those organizations didn't shut down. Right. You know, in Chicago alone, there's 150,000 street gang members, 150,000 street gang members. And I'm sure in New York, it's the same issue. But they largely make their living putting dope on the street. Mm -hmm. So those people don't go away. And the addiction grows. And in, and I think what you saw is with the advent of fentanyl, the way it's now in pill form, it's being cut with regular heroin because it's far more profitable. It can be produced 24-7. You don't have to worry about the rain, the sun, the, the soil to produce the poppies uh, to make normal heroin. It is a home run. It's a home wow. run. You bring one kilo of it in, you can make 40 kilos of street-level heroin. And I bet the emotions of the pandemic, though, made addictions, affected addictions and wanting to, to medicate. I mean, I just I'm just thinking about what it's been like for this past couple of years, people being home with their own thoughts and desperation in many different ways. It seems lethal. No, there's no question about it. I think if you just look at the liquor sales during the pandemic through the roof, exactly. it's, the same, you know, it's the same issue. Exactly. Um, so do you still work or like you're writing, but are these all passion projects? Is your wife, is your wife like this enough now? We I thought this was over. Like what, what's your. Yeah, we, yeah, I was, uh, 32 years. I was transferred, uh, 13 times and my son was in three high schools. So we're done. You know, we're, we're going to follow this book, uh, hopefully to a movie, but I speak, uh, I'm asked to speak to law enforcement groups, uh, I've had a couple people make runs at me for uh, running for nice. Congress. You know, what's the book called? A Drug Warrior. A Drug Warrior. Okay, great. Everyone buy A Drug Warrior. Um, so you're enjoying it because you're doing what you want now. You're not, and you're not. But what about you? Must miss it a little. There's not. A, there's not a lot of action. Oh my God! I, I I tell everybody the worst job I ever had is a retirement. I miss. <sighs> I miss the pace of it. I miss the people. Um, no, and I and I miss what I miss the most. I think is just having a drive to see something happen. Yes, you know, to do something that's good. When you hook a guy up and he goes away, that was selling dope to kids. It's you go home, you you feel good about what you've accomplished, but you also understand this has to continue, or we're going to eat ourselves in this society. We got so many things going sideways, and this is just you know. I, I always say, for as long as we exist, we're going to be dealing with this. Mm -hmm. It's how we choose to confront these people, these bad guys. And we got, we got to stay on them to kick their ass because nobody else is going to do it. Well, I had been watching one of these shows, and I said it to a woman who was doing my hair, who's in her 30s, young, pretty, fun, nice girl. And I said, have you seen this? She said, of course. She said, I've seen every single one. I said, why? She goes, because every single person I know is a drug addict. Yeah. I said, what? Like, yeah. I, I was 30. I, I, not everybody that I knew was a drug addict. Like, I couldn't even, she just said it like it was nothing. And she said, because everybody's on oxy and fentanyl. And she said, well, you just said, so it's a real problem. And that's why I'm dabbling in this. That's why I called you. Like, often this podcast, I just find myself in this conversation and, you know, think about the journey it could take, um, which I think it is important. I think it is, it's great that you're still sort of, your foot is still, your toe is still in the pool because, you can teach other people to care and to activate, even if you, you know, you're not 45 anymore. There are other 45 year olds and you can. I also, it does strike me, which is less important than this topic, but it strikes me that based on all that you've observed and watching the machinations of a cartel and an operation like that from a business standpoint, that you could speak not only on this, but on actual business, like people activating and how to get organized and underprivileged, uh, you know, building businesses with with no resources thinking that it couldn't be them that that's what i was sort of trying to get at earlier do you, do you know what it's so what what you're doing is so good and here's why because you hit on something very few people ask me and it's the one thing i think people need to know how the hell did we get this way mm -hmm. how did a guy like chapel guzman become who he became and why did we let that happen um no one else thinks about that they want to see the gunfights the dead bodies right. the the, you know, the millions of dollars. Okay, that's great. But, but that's not the real issue. The issue is how do we let this happen and what do we have to do so it doesn't happen again? And I think that's why what you're talking about is wonderful because a lot of people don't care. They want to watch those shows.
I know. It's so funny because I, I have on here, I wrote questions or something about Sean Penn and an actress. No. Like, who, I don't, if it's something interesting that is that is going to help people, then great. But I didn't ask it because I don't really give a shit. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care about, I mean, yeah. respectfully to Sean Penn, who's done relief work in Haiti, I, and I don't know him. But I don't, that's not what I care about. You know, I'm just caring about you and what you're doing and what you did and how you were able to do something insurmountable against somebody that is uncatchable. And then him, because, right, for him to become so successful, something happened. And maybe if people channel that into legal businesses and thinking they're good enough and have worth that they don't have to go into that, you know, I mean, I mean, listen, we can't change the world, but these conversations could maybe help a little. It's important. It's so important. It's so much more important than so many other things. Well, I think people, a lot of people are looking for answers. Yeah. You know, they, they wonder about these things. I mean, if you look at Chapel right now, his two nitwit sons are trying to take over the business, uh, but unfortunately they're not being very successful. So now we have a whole new breed of cartel bosses and up-and-comers uh, that we're dealing with. And many of them, uh, just like in the early days of Chapel, we heard, we knew he was there. We heard about him. But we really had no idea mm-hmm. who he was and what he was capable of. And I, I think that opened everybody's eyes. But, you know, the one thing that is good, and I, I hope they, I hope people buy and read the book. Uh, it, it's doing fine. And I hope we make the movie because people need to see just how vicious these people are. A, a, at the same point, they need to talk about what you're talking about. They're vicious, but they're pretty damn bright. Right. And they understand the market and i think that's that's lost right you may need to you may need to consult with like a billionaire ceo about how to run an operation versus just thugs who might not know how to run an operation and yeah i guess we're getting into the mind of a mastermind you gotta game has to meet game right and they all gotta work they all gotta come together interesting because somebody's gotta pull the trigger someone's gotta do the transportation someone's gotta break some legs to get paid and then somebody's got to take care of the government officials who are there with their hands out trying to get bribes. That's a massive undertaking for anybody. Right. The political aspect of it is insane because oh. you can't penetrate. It's crazy. And that's no. the same thing with the with the pharmaceuticals. So it's very yes. similar. It's very, very similar. One is just not as violent, although it probably is in some way. Who's making the movie or who's talking about it? Does someone option it? Yeah. Uh, Dark Castle movies. Silver, the Silver Company. Okay, well, um, hold on, the Silver Company. This was so interesting. I'm so glad I reached out to you. I, I was like, this guy's got to be like, what the hell is Bethany Frankel calling me for? Which I do find <laughs> funny, but I love curiosity and conversation and business and that, you know, the business aspect of, of that. So there, now that you're here, I'm sure you see there is a correlation. Um, and I'm so grateful you took the time, and I'm glad you're uh, at least in your retirement safe. Cause I was oddly worried about you when I watched you on some of these shows. I'm like, Jesus, that's gotta be so yeah. scary. He probably didn't sleep yeah. for years. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm an old Irishman. So a little bit of bourbon goes a long way. If you know what I mean. Mother's day is May 12th. And Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Macy's makes it easy for your little ones to buy a present for you for mother's day. Bryn loves to shop, but sometimes has a hard time figuring out what to get me. I have confidence that Macy's Gift Finder will be a great guide for her. Something for everyone at every price point. Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas, it's so easy to shop. You can shop by price, category, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, and gifts for grandma. Plus, Macy's has top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid camera, and samsung smart tv the frame head on over to macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for mother's day snag a job is where america goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over six million active hourly workers snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand tempt to hire part-time or full-time you name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? 
Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Rose and thorn of your career. I forgot that. What's the, what was the rose, the high of your career, and the thorn? I think when I was uh, named uh, the uh, highest-ranking special agent in the agency when I was a deputy director. The, the director is a political appointee. Um, and then the hardest thing is having to bury people that work for me, um, which, I, I mean, unheard of. And I still talk to all the families all the time. I support them however we, you know, we can. Um but it happened on my watch, and that's one thing I'll never, it'll never go away. That sounds brutal. And interesting yeah. that anybody would have thought that your rose would have been capturing El Chapo, and it wasn't. It was something more personal. So that's also telling. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it is what it is, you know. <laughs> I did have a lot of fun, though. I had a lot of fun, a lot of laughs, and we kicked some ass. So in the end, it, it was good. <laughs> that's a great line. I had a lot of fun. That would be your tagline on The Housewives. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Something we did, we did, and we kicked some ass. That sounds like my time on The Housewives, actually. That's fantastic. <laughs> so tell your wife I said hello. Thank her for giving will. me the personal stamp, and I appreciate speaking to you today. Well, you got a you got a new fan, that's for sure. I'm all over this. Oh, fantastic. Great. The conversations are always different, but always somewhat interesting, I hope. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. I mean, I know it's so strange that I sometimes just throw these people into the podcast that everyone around me is looking at each other and saying who, who the hell is that or you know but I'm so it's so liberating to be able to just want to talk to someone and then have a conversation that is in my opinion so important and so interesting uh, and that's why I really love this forum because if I had a talk show this wouldn't play necessarily it's just it's just a living breathing conversation i really love it that was unbelievable that was so interesting so many questions answered and uh really good to talk about this crisis because it's an absolute tragedy it needs to be discussed but that man is a serious hero courageous american who fought against a mastermind criminal i mean that has to have really taken him to his limit. Jack, that was incredible. I was That was really unbelievable. Uh, so thank you for listening. Uh, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. And have a good day. Just Be is hosted by me, Bethany Frankel. Just Be is a production of Be Real Productions, iHeartRadio, and Blue Duck Media. Our EPs are Morgan Lavoie, Antonio Enriquez, and Kara Hitt. To catch more moments from the show, follow us on Instagram at Just Be with Bethany. 
So Puerto Rico is a beautiful place. It's a lush island. It's great for surfing. It's got a culture. Like you feel like you've really gone somewhere far and you don't need a passport, which honestly I do really enjoy. It's a beautiful island. The people are amazing. The food is amazing. The water, the beaches, the vibe. It's a great place. It really is. In Puerto Rico, you'll taste the influence of Spanish, African, and native Taino traditions, sometimes all in the same dish. Puerto Rican chefs and restaurants put their passion into every bite. Puerto Rico is an excellent destination for food, which may not be a well-known fact. Whether it's a five-star restaurant or local favorite spot, no one does food like Puerto Rico. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.